This is the WWP Wolfpack Wrestling Podcast, and we are here with another episode. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Oh, we're making it work, but we're moving on. So, tell us, what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about wrestlers. Where were, where was their most success at? Where and, and what federation was their most successful run for? Well, this should be interesting. Let's, let's get started with it. All right, number one, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, who was early in career, A-W-A. He also was in New Japan at one time. Also, WCW, WWF. What do you think? Um, it's it's hard because I would say you take the AWA stuff out. Everything before WWF the first time, I think it it doesn't it can't compare to the two the two major ones, which would be WCW. And WWF. And I'm conflicted. Because I believe he had a great WCW reign because of the NWO. He also had some Hulkamania moments. Say your prayers, brother. Right. But then you also had to look at WWE where he mainstream pro wrestling at 85 for four years. He had a he had a grip on pro wrestling that no one even came close to. Actually, he had it for six years. Yeah, he, he had the he had the title for six years. The WWF title. I think only for four. No, oh wow, like six. That's a lot. But that's my point. Was it six? No, maybe I, it was four. I think it was four. Yeah, maybe you're right. That so, was Bruno Sammartino. Right, he had it for years. six. But four that's, four years is a long time to have a stranglehold over professional wrestling. Yes. I have to say WWF. So for me, I'm going to go with WCW. I felt like he did his best. I felt like he did his true best work in WCW. Hulk Hogan turning heel, in my opinion, was probably the greatest heel turns ever. Oh, no doubt. And also, to the guy, I mean, it just it, what him and, and Scott Hall and Kevin Nash did as the NWO just took pro wrestling to a whole new level. Well, it's something that you only see once in a lifetime, if right. that. Because, it, one, it, something no one saw coming because Hulk Hogan, and I think that actually speaks to how good WCW and Hulk Hogan was in WCW. Is because they did something that you that at that point they had never seen done. They changed the norm. Well, they changed the game. I mean, right. The whole yellow and red to the black and white of the NWO. Because it made so much money. The yes. yellow and red made just so much money that you wouldn't think, hey, let's turn him heel. Because usually when people turn heel, they lose a lot of money. And he made a ton. He went from truckloads to two truckloads. Well, and he and the thing is, they still were making tons of money off NWO stuff. He probably making more money off the NWO stuff. Than he was at that time the red and the black, the red and yellow. Yes. So I, I honestly, that one, I don't know. It's a toss up yes. for me. That yeah. was not one that I was like, oh, it's definite. This one, I think that one, it could go either way for different reasons. But I will respect. Hey, WCW could have been his best time. Okay. So the next, number two, CM Punk. Okay, now I'll start this one off. Um, I'm, Again, this is another kind of conflicted one. Because you also, you, it's not, because for CM Punk, there really is three different CM Punks that you could go by. You have Ring of Honor CM Punk, one of the founders. Well, nobody's going to go with UFC CM Punk. <laughs> yeah, no. No one's going to go that CM Punk. But again, you have Ring of Honor CM Punk, one of, one of the earliest breakout stars from Ring of Honor. And then you have WWE CM Punk, which again, for his time, again, he changed the norm for what you would see as a superstar, especially with the pipe bomb. But then you also have AEW CM Punk, who I guess a lot of people are saying is doing a good job. I have not been a fan of AEW CM Punk. Um, I don't have a lot of history with Ring of Honor CM Punk. Right. 
So for me, I'm going to have to go with WWE CM Punk because the thing is, he played three different characters in, in WWE. Like, I mean, there was the time he was trying to be God and I'm going to be natural right. and, let, and let the hair grow out and never shave. Uh, the, argu- the, the argument back and forth he had with Triple H I thought was phenomenal. That was good. Uh, not a lot of people can really outdo Triple H. He did a good job of it. And he was right there. With right. Tri- I mean, he. there are times I think he was over Triple H. Oh, right? yeah. Where the fact that Triple H was pissed off at him. Right. Oh, he, he definitely so, was. For me, I got to go with WWE some CM Punk. And I get that. And I'm honest, I probably will too. But I also want to talk about Ring of Honor CM Punk. Because, again, the man was – he was a problem in Ring of Honor. And I feel like he was kind of carried in WWE. And, again, he had a nice – I'm, I'm not talking about promo-wise. I'm talking about – in ring ability, his best matches were against guys who were really solid in the ring. Yeah, guys like John Cena, Alberto Del Rio, Brian Danielson, uh, you know Seth Rollins. These are all guys who can, you know, Roman Reigns. Even these are all guys who can carry their own in the ring. CM Punk. There was a reason he was never the face of the company. There was a reason he was never going to be the face of the company. He thought he should have been. But... And I think people look really fondly on CM Punk's time with WWE because he walked out on WWE. Well, I mean, the thing is, if when you walk out on a, on a billion-dollar company and don't wrestle for seven right. years, you know, everybody's going to be, like, so excited to see you right. back. And people I think, are going to be like... And I think that's why people, he's getting so much love in AEW. Because people are like, it's been seven years, you're back, you, you stuck it to WWE. Yeah. And I think that's why people look way too fondly on what CM Punk did in WWE. Not saying it's bad, because I thought he did a really good job. And again, he changed the normal what people see as a superstar. People you don't usually see, I guess. Uh, I don't want to say like, uh, you know, his his physique, his approach to the game, that doesn't make a star. He's no. not like he doesn't look like John Cena. He doesn't look like Triple H. No, he didn't. He didn't hit the, the gym. He didn't hit the roids. No roids. Right. He he was the clean factor of all this, and so and and he even said that he was um, straight edge, and and that's good, and that was it got him over. And I'm gonna I I will pick WWE Punk because I do think that was the best variation of Punk. But I do want to also talk about AEW Punk and why I think that Punk is probably digressed. I just think people missed him so much that that's why he's getting the excitement that he's getting in AEW. Yeah, and Eric Bischoff said, and I actually want to give you, uh, I want to see what you say about this. Eric Bischoff said, CM Punk was the biggest flop in pro wrestling history. Oh, I I, I completely agree. You agree. So, so let's say he's making, you you would say he's at least making five. He's making way too much money. So he's at least, we can both agree though, he's at least making five. Sure. You That's too much. Way too much. Way too much. And and you you also look who are you putting him above? Because and this is the way I see it. So CM Punk is the number one contender. He didn't really do anything to get that shot except for his name is CM Punk. Yes. Which again, fine. It happens all the time, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna harp on that. My next question is who do you put in front of Punk uh right now? Who can who could you put in front of Punk? An AEW? Yeah. For the world title. That's a tough one. And I think that's a problem. And I asked that knowing that the answer would be... And and like I said, I was asking that question not because I wanted an actual answer because I knew the answer you would give me was... um, And and that brings me to my real question. 
AEW has stalled making other stars because they wanted to. They, I, at least I feel they didn't make a star because they were banking on CM Punk to be the next number one contender right. at Double or Nothing. Right. I mean, you could have had. I they should have, and I know why, but they should have pushed Adam Cole's world title run back. I'll agree. I know I heard there. I don't know MJF, I guess, but push that back again. I've said it before. I've said it hundred times. MJF doesn't need the world title. I for me, MJF. I just I hate how he does things. Yeah, I, I can't. I just cannot. And that's what I'm saying. He might. He's probably gonna make a ton of money in WWE. Oh, he's made. He's made his nasty But the job. thing is, I don't. I still don't think he'll ever get a title around his waist, even in WWE. Because I don't think he needs one. It, and and the only reason why MJF would be next in line, not because he he should have the title, but because they don't have anybody else to carry uh, the title. He really is a bad version of Triple H. MJF. Yes. But but we're going back to CM Punk. We're talking about CM Punk, uh, and, and that's kind of what I feel like we're going with that. And that's why the, I, I feel like the AW CM Punk has been lackluster. But people want to say that. Because then I'd be admitting that W might have been right not to bring him back right. years before. And I've said this before, I've said it again, this is not a this is not breaking news, this is not a hot take. If WWE would have wanted Punk in 20, let's say 16, CM Punk would have came back in 2016. Well, if they wanted him back, they I mean they if they really wanted to show up the money for CM Punk, they would have. Punk would have came back at any time. He could say, I didn't come back to the, they couldn't have offered me, there's no money. There, if Vince wanted it, he would have been yeah. there. I mean, Vince has the money, and we all know this. And so. CM Punk loves the money. Yes. But next. Next, John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose. We'll start with you on this one. What's your take? You know, for me, I love seeing Moxley in the hardcore matches. And so, for me, I, I've, I've watched him in GCW where he does that. I've right. watched him in AEW where he does that. I did not like WWE Dean Ambrose because one, it, I felt like it kind of held him back and it didn't let him really be who he was. Well, okay, so before before we move on, um, with I think with WWE Moxley or Dean Ambrose, I I feel like the character character could have worked if John Moxley was more of a businessman. Well, he's not, but he's not, and that's and that's the thing. And I don't, I don't, I'm not hating on him for. It. I'm not saying that's a bad thing because guess what? Sometimes you should go into business for yourself, and it's worked out really well. He's very happy in AEW. Yes. And that's why that's why for me I I I like I like him when he, when John Moxley's doing what he likes to do he's very good at it right and a lot of guys can't really say well I'm good at hardcore stuff he can't but John Moxley can say he's good at it and he rocks it for me so me I have to go Dean Ambrose as the best variation because I I can't I can't with the, I'm the opposite I hate the blood matches it's not my style I understand there is a small niche for it. It's it's not my favorite niche. I don't. It's not. I hate seeing grown men cut each other and pour blood just to I pour say, blood. I say cut it. I know you do. I, and 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 AEW John Moxley. I think at first was fine. I feel like it's kind of it's the same shit week after week. He doesn't do anything different. So kind of, And you can also say that Dean Ambrose wasn't any different. But guess what? He had the shield. Yes. He had the shield. Well, he and they made him the lunatic friends. Right. And him versus the, AJ. I mean, that was a nice. That was a nice rivalry well, right but there. Did you see him versus Brock Lesnar? I, we were there. Oh, that's right. We, we were there. WrestleMania. Yes, Trust me. We did. We had to feel that disappointment live. <laughs> it's worse when it's live. I mean, Brock Lesnar wasn't into. I don't know why Brock Lesnar even was even invited to the match. Oh god, it was just horrible. It was. 
I'm not saying that it's perfect. I'm just saying, for my taste of professional wrestling, I thought that Dean Ambrose might had a little bit more than John Moxley. And not that I hate John Moxley. I do like John Moxley. It's just every match he's bleeding. I don't get it. It's not my cup of tea. I'm not the person that's like gush blood. I'm not. I cannot pay for a GCW ticket because I'd be throwing up, and then I'd be that Mark who threw up in the audience. <laughs> I have seen people on TikTok post clips on GCW where there's just shattered glass throughout mixed with blood and i'm like your health care must be insane there is no health care for that there is no it's just it's just you and your and some and a sewing kit god you're sewing yourself up that's worse it's yeah i'm sure that for you know for john moxley he's got the money to go to a doctor yeah most of those guys hey it's it's whatever doctor we can get that day oh my no 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 i can't no okay all right uh, here's one of my favorite, Lex Luger. Talk to us about Lex. Lex Luger, to me, will always be an NWA, WCW guy. Uh, that's where he had his most success. Um, I felt like WWF didn't really use him the way he needed to be used. In WCW, he was the big man. He was, I mean, him and Sting were partners. He was NWO Black and Red. Um, yeah, he had, his, he had his troubles, but his success came from WCW. So, do you think that you could have turned Lex into, maybe not to the heights, but another variation of success of Hulk Hogan? Yes. So, you think WWE just missed, missed the mark? Yes, they did. Vince McMahon missed the mark, and I have a feeling the reason he missed the mark was because he didn't want to take a guy like a WCW guy right. and put him on a WWF banner. Well, okay, here's his big push that came when he beat Yokozuna at SummerSlam. That should have been his, his big that should have That should have been the world championship right there. I, I'm sorry. Yokozuna, he, he probably should have beat Yokozuna for the title. Well, and also, too, Bret Hart was still there. Right. And I know Bret Hart, you screwed me. Ah, shut up, Bret. Oh. Give up the title and walk away. No, I, I, I would I would say that Lex could have. But again, I didn't see a lot of Lex. I don't know a lot of Lex. I think he could have been a big deal in WWE if they would have put the title on him and actually backed him. Through that title run. Because, again, you have a guy like Yokozuna who probably, for the most part, should be a transitional champion. And you keep the title on him for even longer. Yeah. I, I, To me, that just feels like, oh, God. that's And, I mean, even at this time, wrestling wasn't the hottest at that time either. Because no. Hulk Hogan was gone. Well, you got to remember Hulk Hogan. So, he came back to WWE. Right. And, and that's when he beat Yokozuna yeah. for the title at WrestleMania. But, and that's what I'm saying. When Hulk Hogan's gone, wrestling... Plummet, especially it did. at that time. It did plummet. And I feel like Lex Luthor, Lex Luger, if you would have kind of put a put the rocket to him, I think you could have bought people, maybe not to the heights of Hulk Hogan, but you could have brought it up. No, it, the thing is, at that time, nobody was going to meet the, the heights oh, of Hulk Hogan. Oh, not one. Because you got to remember, back then, two guys two guys that were the biggest names in wrestling were Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. Right. Did you have the opportunity to use Alex Luger to, to even make him just a little bit bigger? Right. Yes, you, you did. Now, was like I said, he was never going to get to the heights of, no, of Hulk. No, never. Never. Not in WWE and WWF at that time. Right. But, again, you had the opportunities to do better. Well, because then if you – I can't remember. Because Ultimore came after Lex Luger. So, after that, the Ultimore came in. I believe. Yeah, I, be- or I believe. Was, I think he was there, but he was more in the intercontinental range. Right. Though. Okay. So this is before Ultimate Warriors. So the point I'm trying to make is: Do you think that that Vince was compensating for not giving the title to Lex, giving it to Ultimate Warrior? Because they all had the same build. They all had the same build. But the thing is, 
Luger and Warrior are really two different guys. And they are. If you look at their in-ring style, one's a lot better than the other. Yeah, Luger, I mean, Luger was a little bit more technical. Warrior was just going there and slapping right. my chest around and I'm going to press slam you, I'm going to power slam you, I'm going right. to jack you, and then the match is over. And the reason why I think that, and the reason why I say that this maybe kind of did did the whole, he, he missed the button on Lex, so he pushed the button on Ultimate War. Even though that he has no in-ring skills, he brought the people to their feet. Yeah. And I think to Vince, he doesn't care about the in-ring skills. He never really has. No, he hasn't. If He's... you can sell merch, he'll put that title yeah, on. Yeah, he'll put that title on. And him. I think that's the one thing that Lex Luger didn't, Lex Luger didn't have. He probably didn't sell merch very He well. didn't sell out merch. And I and people and then Vince is like, well, you're not the guy. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. And I think that was a mistake because building a guy takes years and years and years. Well, the thing is, when Lex Luger walked into WWF, he was already well known. Oh yeah, because WCW, he was a world champion. You know, I didn't, I never liked the persona of the narcissist because Lex Luger is, yes, yes, at the time he was a narcissist, but to me, it was just a. And this again, I've, I've said this a thousand times. Right. I'll say it one more time. This is why I was never a fan of WWF because they just never let a guy just be himself. They wanted the gimmick. They had to have. What a can gimmick. you give me? Yes. And that's Ultimate Warrior. Did that to a team. He can give you he something. Can give you something. That's not in the ring, which is weird. But anyway, so we're going to say w, pretty exactly WCW was his best times. Yep. Next, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. So I actually didn't see a lot of Macho Man in WWE. That was past my time. I saw him more in NW, in WCW and NWO. I knew, I knew Randy Savage, at least growing up, as the announcer, which is mm-hmm. weird to say. Um, I but but I have seen moments of of Macho Man in WWF with Hulk Hogan and against Hulk Hogan against Ultimate Warrior, um, Jake the Snake, um, not Jake the Snake. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not uh, Ricky the Steamboat. Amazing matches. So for that reason, I'd probably say WWF. I'm gonna go WWF also. Uh, I was actually gonna bring that up. One of the greatest matches mm. of all time: Ricky the Dragon yep. Steamboat versus Macho Man Randy Savage. Lo- absolutely love that match, and the honestly, I'm gonna tell you right now, Randy Savage was one of the reasons I actually started watching wrestling. Right, and Sting, because dude, that guy used to drop that elbow, and I'd be like, beautiful. Elbow. I'd tell my cousin Jonathan, lay down, I'm gonna drop the elbow on you. <laughs> so yeah, for me, it's Macho Man Randy Savage. In so WWF. okay, inform me, did Macho Man ever win the title in WWF? Yes, he did. He, he didn't win the world title. He beat Ted DiBiase. So was it just once? No, I think he had it twice. But then him and Hogan had their feud. Right. And, because oh of God. Miss Elizabeth. Um, but I, I really want to say he was a two-time WWF champion. Sorry, I'm just looking up right now. Oh, here we go. Pulling it up. Oh, man. I know he probably held it more in WCW than WCW. he did in he WWF. Yes, three so far. Four. Five. Oh, that's one. For, okay, that's one. Two. Yeah, he had two. Yeah. Uh, so, would you say he was underutilizing WF though? Like, he you was know, more of a mid card. When people look at him, they're like intercontinent. He was. He was. I mean, when when again when he first started, he. The thing is, when people talk about the greatest intercontinental champion, right? Nobody ever brings up Randy Savage, not realizing that that man, what he did that intercontinental championship, was probably by far than what most people did with it. I mean, he held it for a long time. Yeah, and he just you know, and he carried. He, and he carried it with like happiness, and he was always on TV. He was always—I mean, he was one of the better wrestlers. I mean, Savage's first title reign lasted 371 days. 
I think it's very underratedly talked about. Yes. Uh, and then going to his, let's see, second title reign, 149 days. That's not a bad amount of time either. That's what I'm saying. People don't realize just how great of an Intercontinental Champion he was. Yeah, no, that's and, a world title. Well, okay, but I'm saying even with right. that. But nobody really talks about him as an Intercontinental Champion. No, well, I but, mean, that's, that's all I heard him. I never, I didn't know the Randy Savage was a world title. Yeah, he, 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 finally, he finally won the world championship. And then he held it a long time. So I think, I mean... Because it's three hundred, he held it over a year. Yeah, over a year. That's impressive. Yes. And people don't talk about that enough. So again, that really. Well, and the thing is, I'll be honest with you. I think even Vince McMahon kind of gave up on him way too, way too, oh. way too quickly. Because look what he did in WCW. Four time champion. Yeah. He he messed. Around. He was an announcer. He, and I know this story that he wanted to go back into wrestling, but Vince said we have we don't have a spot for you. Just be on the announcer. You're very charismatic. You have a job for life. Well, the thing is, Vince was going in a different direction. Right. Where WCW was taking all the older guys. Right. And Vince was trying to... Younger. Vince was actually working to build up younger guys. Which is, like, first time ever. <laughs> but but you're right. He didn't want to take on old... Which, again, nowadays, if that was... Fast forward 30 years, Vince is loving Randy. Um, He's in the theater world championship. Ran, ran, hell, if Randy was still alive today, he'd probably still be wrestling. Today. Right? So... So... But, you know, and I, I don't think him and WCW was a bad thing either. No, I wasn't. thought him joining the NWO was a bad thing. Yes. Because he, again, a guy who did not need to be in NWO, he no. could have, he was, he could have been by himself or even with Sting that whole time well, and it would have been fine. I think Randy as a face is a lot better than Randy as a heel. People want to cheer for Randy. The thing is, Randy in WWF, most of his time in WWF was a heel. Really? Yes. That's, again, surprising to me. But, you know, he, he was the guy who could do both, who play both sides very well. Yes. Which again, we talked about this. Very few people can actually do both very well. And he did both. And he did both very well. Yep. So we'll say WWF because he was WWF. Yeah. The next one, Rick Flair. Guy's been in TNA. <laughs> okay. He's been in New Japan. He's been know. to okay, WCW, yeah. NWA, right. and he's been to WWF, WWE. Where was his best run? You know, I, I to me the WWF one was kind of lackluster. Uh, I know he did win the world title there. Right. He won it on the at the Royal Rumble. Right. Um, but again, as soon as he could, he bolted right back to WCW. Yeah, he seemed like he did that a lot. <laughs> like he because he bolted from NWO to WWE, yes. and then he bolted from WWE to WCW, and then yes. WCW got bought out. Of course, he was there in WCW for a while. Yeah, he was. I mean. He was the man in NWA. I mean, he really was. So, okay. So, with W, we're going from WWE to WCW. Do you think that was just because he didn't feel like he was utilized the, or more, well, more money? You got to remember, at the time, when he went to W, when he went to WWE, or WWF at the time. Right. Uh, when he, so, the, the title was vacated. Right. I can't remember 100% why they vacated it, but he won it at the Royal Rumble. Right. Uh, I think that was Vince saying, okay, it's Ric Flair. I got to. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Uh, I know he lost it to Hulk Hogan. At Rest- no, not WrestleMania. It was before WrestleMania. Yeah, it was, well, it was just that. Because they, and I, and I remember that because they wanted to do Flair versus Hogan at WrestleMania. Yeah. But I, for some reason, either Flair didn't want to lose to Hogan or Hogan yeah, didn't Fla- want to. Yeah, Flair didn't want to lose to Hogan. And guess what? He bolted to WCW. And then losing to Hogan. Won the, ti- won the title. And guess what? Hogan bolts out of WWF. And guess who Ric Flair loses the title to? To Hulk Hogan. To Hulk. But I will say, I think him going to WCW was for the best. Because, again, like you said, at that time, Vince didn't want the older guys. Yeah. And even though Flair wasn't 
old by any means. He's had a lot of career left in him. And he, I mean, honestly, here's the thing: I even like Ric Flair and TNA better than I did WWE or WWF. Come on now. I mean, just the work that he did, I thought was. I mean, he did a lot more work there. Well, I okay. Now here, now I just, whenever I picture Ric Flair in WWE or WWF, especially at that time, if you would have stayed, you'd have to face the likes of Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H. The Undertaker kid. It just doesn't seem like he fits that. No, he didn't. And the thing about here's the thing. The reason, other reason I did, I had a problem with Ric Flair and WWF or WWE. Right. Was when he got with Evolution, I felt like that was just more or less to carry Triple H's boots. Well, okay. So I think that actually we revived his career for one. Uh, see, I, I didn't see it. Well, because even Ric Flair said that because one, his confidence was shot from WCW. And two, he was, he was getting older. He didn't. And this he said. This is my words. He said that he just felt like the business has passed him by, which it probably had at that point. Oh hell, now he's about to wrestle again at seventy. Oh god, we stop it. <laughs> He'd be fine, Hulk Hogan. I swear to God. Actually, it's supposed to be a tag team match. That's smart. It's supposed to be like FTR, FTR and, and Ric, Ric Flair, Flair versus Rock and Roll Express. What the fuck? <laughs> That's the oldest combination of like. I think if you look at the rest of the record book, there would be no older like combined combination of age ever. Well, that's the thing. The Rocker, I don't know who the Rock and Roll Express is going to have, but oh, they're, unless they're going to bring Jay Lethal in to probably Jay Lethal. Because Jay Lethal works well, works well with Rick right. Flair, so. so you can kind of do it. But what? Oh my god. So anyway, so Triple H, what he kind of did when he brought Evolution together, is it gave Rick Flair that confidence that he didn't, he hadn't had because WCW is a dumpster fire. So, as you might look at it as Ric Flair being Triple H's lackey, but he kind of had to be the lackey. Well, see, here's the I didn't, okay. First of all, I didn't like Triple H with that big gold belt because I felt like that was his way of saying, "Look, WCW, I am." The, so I, yeah, so I I didn't like Ric Flair being in that situation, and I know Ric Flair and Triple H were were good best friends, were best friends, or Randy, part of that friendship. But all I just. I did not like Ric Flair in that situation. I will say Ric Flair's best moments did come from WCW or even NWA. Well, he, when he was the four horseman, when he was the right. leader horseman, that was his best. Right. Uh, I don't know about TNA like you said. I think I he think some great work in TNA. He just blessed. Took his clothes off. Jeez. He's right there. Woo! Hitting the ring. Come on. We'll go next. All right. Sting. Okay, we have different opinions on this one. We're okay, now, here, I'm going to start. I'm going to start. We're going to have different opinions. I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying there's a very legitimate argument to be made that Sting's best work came in in TNA. So I'm going to tell you why I I think you why I think you believe that. Because Sting that you remember as a kid was just Crow Sting. Right. You don't remember Surfer Sting. You were I've seen young. a little bit of but, that. Yes, but you were too young to really... But I didn't get experience that Right. Thing. But here's the thing. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, this is the point I'm, I'm trying to make. You you saw Sting get to have a lot of fun in Teenage. Right. A lot of different characters. Right. Of him. A, a different version of Sting. It's like the multiverse of Sting. Well, and I think, and adding on to your part, I think that, that kind of... I saw later WCW. Right. And that means I got to saw a later Sting. He probably wasn't having as much fun at that time. Probably wasn't. And you're right. I got to see him in. I got that. Me growing up and watching wrestling, I saw that sting. So, of course, I'd be more attracted to that TNA sting because, one, he's winning world titles still. Two, the product's actually going pretty damn good. Yeah. To where they were at a position where they, I, I don't want to ever say compete, 
But if they were smart, they could have been on number two for the next 30 years. Yeah. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I mean, the thing about Sting, I'm not going to lie to you. Wherever Sting was at, Sting did a great job being Sting. Right. Um, you know, whether it was TNA, WCW, I I remember he having a couple matches in New Japan Wrestling. Right. Where people, where he blew the roof off. And the thing about Sting, Sting sold merchandise. Even today. It, it's still, he still it's sells still it selling too. merchandise. You know, Sting is just that guy who can, I mean, he's an AEW and he's doing his own, he's still doing his own thing. Look, I might not like how they book Sting in AEW. I might not like that this old man's taking big bumps and getting up five seconds later. <laughs> but I will admit, he's doing the most stingy thing you could possibly admit. He is yep. being Sting. He's being Sting. So I guess we can both agree. Wherever Sting, wherever Sting is gone, Sting has it been works. successful. And even in WWE, I think there was a lot of success. I think there's some bad booking. Bad booking, yes. But I still think he had a lot of major success in WWE. And he sold merchandise even in WWE. I cannot imagine how much he sold that. I want to see that merchandise check. Just that first one when they first like popped Sting when out. When they first, oh my gosh. I'm I want sure. to see that. that. That had to be a nice little paycheck. Yep. The next, Jeff Jarrett. TNA. You know, I did not. Here's the thing. So Jeff Jarrett was in WWF. Right. As Double J, He's Jeff Carter, and the thing about it is, they made a guy who had so much wrestling experience a gimmick. If he, here's the thing, if Jeff Jarrett was in this day and age, he'd probably be one of the biggest heels in the business. Oh, Jeff Jarrett, and the thing is, Jeff. The thing about Jeff Jarrett and his success is that he could talk. To me, he's a lot like Sting. He sold merchandise wherever he went. Right. He he talks well on the mic. He works oh. the mic. And he's a gimmick. And he's a gimmick. I think if he didn't leave, for, I'm sorry. For no, time. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Don't go. I think if he didn't leave for WCW, he probably would have had a job for life. He, pro- he probably would have, but I think Jeff Jarrett was tired of being a gimmick. Oh, he definitely was. And the thing him. is, in WCW, he got the world title. In TNA, <laughs> you know, in TNA, he was a champion. World champion. Uh, GC, GCW, he was a world right. champion. Owner. You know, but it's just the fact that the guy had so much knowledge of wrestling. And WWF made him a gimmick. They, because he did it. And I, I get it. Because that's Vince Man's. He loves the gimmick. And right. again, Jeff is a businessman, man, but he doesn't want to do business for somebody else. He wants business on his own. He wants to do his own business. And again, I don't blame him. I don't mind. Because again, get into your business. But I think if Jeff Jarrett would have played ball Vince, he would have been a multi-time world champion. He would have been. Because again, he's a guy that can talk, he can wrestle, and he can be a gimmick. Yeah. That's a trifecta right there. You don't see that very often. True. I just think he wanted to go business for himself. Again, I don't. I. I. I'm not going to be here and say that was the wrong move because again, he won. He had a lot of success outside of WWE. Right. Well, the thing is, Jeff Jarrett. I mean, again, we talked about it. It's to me, I put Jeff Jarrett in that same boat as thing, where he was able to go anywhere he wanted to go, right, and do what he wanted to do. He will always be Jeff Jarrett, and he was still successful at it. Oh yeah. So, so I think anywhere. I think yes. that's another thing that you can say wherever he went. Next number nine. Jay Lethal. TNA, baby. Ring of Honor. TNA. Look, TNA missed the ball on Jay. Uh, Just because not. he did woo with Ric Flair does not make him over. He they missed <laughs> they did not put the world title on this man. That man was walking around like he was Ric Flair. Jesus. That was brilliant. Jay Lethal. TNA had the opportunity to make Jay Lethal the next big star, next to guys like AJ, next to guys like Samoa Joe, next to guys like Bobby Roode. And they just wanted him to be a gimmick. We're talking about guys that just want that the uh, Vince wanted people just to be a gimmick. Woo! That's all TNA wanted him for. They didn't see that he could be something more. Uh, okay, I will get. I have seen Ring of Honor Jay Lethal, and I and I, you know what? 
You're right. He was Longest reigning Ring of Honor champion of all time. Well, and the thing is, Jay Lethal is a solid wrestler. Oh, that's the problem. And nobody has realized how good of a wrestler that guy really is. I don't think they ever will. And the fact is... AEW hasn't realized it. No. Uh, oh, that makes you so mad. Yeah. And the thing is, I you know, I don't know what Tony Khan's going to bring of honor, but if you're, you got a guy like Jay Lethal, just send him back to Ring of Honor and let him let I'm, him do what he does. I'm sorry. You could have built Jay Lethal up to have Hangman Page versus Jay Lethal, and that would have been a banger. Well, and been. people would have wanted Jay Lethal to win. Yeah. And you could have made Jay Lethal a heel, too, and they would have still wanted Jay Lethal, Lethal to win. Well, and the thing is, Tony Khan is still new with this, so he, he may figure it out eventually. I'm talking to Tony Khan. <laughs> I can't. I'm not going to get into I I think that... TNA missed the ball. Ring of Honor hit it right on the... They put it right dead mark. They did. And then AEW had a chance to just take what Ring of Honor did and put it to AEW. You know what blows my mind? That this guy is, is a very good wrestler. He's He, he can work the mic. Right. Why hasn't he been in WWE? So, he actually went on to uh, Chris Jericho's podcast to talk about that. Because Chris Jericho asked that question. And Jay Lee was like, there's been times they offered me a contract. And there was good contracts. And then... But he keeps hearing his dad say, is this like, it's something like, I don't want to vote for what he said, but he said, is this the right decision or is this what you really want to do? And whenever he hears that, he's like, this is not what I want to do. This is not how I want to go about it. And that's why Jay Lethal was never in NXT, which is what it would have been. Which, do I think that was a mistake? I don't know. Probably not. Because I think Jay Lethal would have had a great run in NXT, but that's it. And he probably would have been released by now because he, again, he's up there in age now. They they do this like 2020 massive cut. I think he was part of it, and he's happy in AEW. I think. Worst case scenario, too. He's he basically hits the mid card, right? And, and, yeah, even if he is still there, he's a mid card guy, and he doesn't go any he's, further. Now. So either way, Jay Lethal, AEW, or WD, he's he's getting fucked. Yeah. So I, again, I, and there's still time for Jay Lethal and AEW. I hope that they get this Ring of Honor stuff figured out. So like you said, just send in the Ring of Honor. Do what you gotta do, Jay. Because again, this man is a world champ. He could be a main eventer if you use him properly. Well, like I said, Jay Lethal is, and he's probably one of the safest people to work with in the room. Oh, I mean, if, if Ric Flair trusts you, yeah. with his body, then shoot, you, you you good. You're good to go. He he trusts Jay Lethal over his own future son-in-law. <laughs> that tells you something about Jay Lethal's talent. Yes. All right, the last one, number ten. Wait one second. All right, the last one, the big show. I will be honest. I can, I'll start this one off. Yeah. I will be perfectly honest with you. The only place the big show has had success, and he's been a world champion WCW. Right. But his success is WWE. By a mile. By far. Yes. And I think, again, like you said, I think he had a good run for what he was in WCW. He was very fresh. He was very green. And they pushed him like a star, and they made him. A star. They made WWE want him, yes. so they did good. But the only, my only, my only downfall with the Big Show was when he started getting older. They let people take advantage of that. Oh yeah. And the fact is, this guy is seven feet, five hundred pounds, mm-hmm. and people were picking him up like he was six two. 180 pounds. And and it, it, it lost its value. It lost the, the value of the Big Show. And Big Show, again, across your podcast, talk about this. He's like, when I was like overweight and, you know, drinking and smoking, they put a world title on me. But the moment I got my body in shape, I got my mind right, and I knew how to work a crowd, they were like, we can't put a title on you. Which, again, makes no sense because Big Show is in the best shape of his life. Yes. 
and he was jobbing the people that he probably should have jobbed to. Well, and the thing is, I mean, there were times that I would see Kane just walk around the ring with him. Yeah. And now, Kane, Kane is no small guy by any no, means. No, he's huge. But you're still just walking around with a guy that's seven foot whatever, 500 pounds, and you're, you you took away from the big show. What, what made Andre the Giant so special? Is that when Hulk Hogan slammed him, you had never seen, well, at least not on TV. Nobody had ever done it. No one's ever seen Andre get slammed. So when he got slammed, that eruption was, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was explosive. Explosive, explosive, but it was also like, it was genuine. It was a genuine reaction to, oh my God, this guy just got slammed. A guy that we've never seen lift off his feet, got lift off his feet and made Hulk Hogan a star. And you could have done that with the big show, but every week, he got slammed, and you oh. tried to make it that same Andre the Giant reaction. It got to the point that even John Cena, I mean, F, F, uh, F-U'd him. Him and Edge. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It just it just lost its appeal. Right, and then you see um, Cesaro pick him up and throw him over the ring, and it would have been a really cool moment if it hadn't been done so many different times. Yeah. If Cesaro would have been like the first or second or even third or fourth person, then that eruption would have been like, wow, Cesaro just picked this man up and threw him over the top rope. But now you're just like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it just it just got to the point that you know he just wasn't the big show anymore. He should just won by Paul Wright, and, right? So and then him and AW, he it, it's five ten years too late. Yeah, the knee surgeries, the the body's just torn out. What could have been if you would have gave Paul Wright ten years before? If he could have, if there had been another 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 wrestling business where he could have went when he got in shape, right? His mind right. This dude could have dominated wrestling. He could have been a world champion for a long time. He oh, could yeah. have re- reinvented himself. But again, it just he just didn't come at the right time. He came at the perfect time because he made a lot of money. Yep. But he didn't come at the right time later on in his career because it just it was too late. Sorry, but, sorry, big show. Right. I do believe that WWE did underutilize him, but they also gave him a lot. So it's kind of hard, but WWE was the best. Well, uh, they gave him a lot of money. He a lot won, of money. He won, a, he won some world championships, tag team championships. He had a bus. He had a good run. He had a great run. He had a great run, but when he started getting older, they just did him wrong. Which is like, he's like the only vet that actually got done dirty when he got older. Yeah. I mean, you see guys like Mark Henry who finally got their world title run during the end of their career. Guys like Goldberg come back after umpteen years get world title runs. You know, Sting was Goldberg's like 30-time world champion. Right. At the age of 50. And the Big Show couldn't get that one last run. I, I don't get it, but it is what it is. This has been the WWP. We are signing off and we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one.